0: Okay, Lady Ballers we are here today with Anthony Amex, and we are probably going to stir up a little controversy today. Thank you, Anthony, for jumping on the Lady LadyBalls podcast. For yeah,
1: I'm excited to be here. I'm glad that we can connect via Facebook Messenger, and uh, boom. And by the way, thanks for connecting me to uh, Lauren. Talk to her today. She's awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, they're the best. I don't know. I'll send you a link to my uh, mini doco they made me. Really <laughs> good crew. Awesome people. They're my, uh, they're my video crew for years now. Love those guys. So today, I just want to kind of a bit of a disclaimer here. Although what we're talking about may seem controversial, we we're just talking about the fact that we're not here to stir controversy. We're here to just speak the truth from our own perception, our own experience. So um, yeah, what, what you're going to hear today, Let's let's face it, Lady Balls is a polarizing name as it is, and it's so appropriate for the conversation we're going to be having today. Um, Yeah, but let's just, this is going to be purely organic. So wherever we go is where we go with this. We (laughs) are not out to offend anybody, but we're here to speak the fucking truth, because that's what Lady Balls is all about. All right, so Anthony, why don't you just start by telling them, I mean, we uh, just got into a conversation the other day, and I went, man, we've got to take this to the Lady Balls podcast for sure so why don't you kind of just give them a little insight as to what we were discussing
1: yeah so we just like reaching about in fact i'm gonna pull it up right now so we actually have like Mm -hmm. the legit shit to talk about because we're just like i was like hey i'm gonna come to sydney i'm doing this thing do you know some video people and uh you were like yeah i do know somebody so and then you made like a little statement because you and i were going back and forth and you made a statement uh, asking about my event and you know about your event what you guys were doing and then uh you know I, I I said hey I really like what you're doing with lady balls you know I really love that you're helping helping women because you're like you asked me if I help men and women I was like yeah I found that we're kind of at a time where with both genders together it's uh really powerful like the women bring men healing the men bring women healing and at the end of the day we're all both masculine and feminine it lives within inside of us right And then uh, you were talking about, yeah, you know, there's a lot of chicks who are caught up in the quote, unquote, man's world and equality bullshit and use it as an excuse to not step up. And then you're like, yo, I just opened up a can of worms, right, and I'm like, no, not (laughs) really. And then we started rolling uh, and just kind of dialoguing about how, you know, and we're just gonna use women here. Let's just pick on women since this is lady balls and how some of them are like, you know, all into their feminist and, you know, feel like they're entitled to results when at the end of the day, whether we're man, we're women, we're black, white, yellow—it doesn't give, doesn't matter. We're not entitled to shit. You know what I mean? And I truly believe, so it's just been my experience that the world's actually really fair. It doesn't mean that an environment like we're not, uh, things aren't hurt harder for certain people due to the way their environment they're brought up in. You know what I mean? Like I grew up as a redneck, so there's certain things that I could, I guess, pretend to be sad and victimy about, um, but I'm not but when we take radical responsibility for every thought and every feeling, then we are in control of our reality, regardless of our gender, regardless of anything, upbringings, et cetera. And so that's kind of where you and I were started dialoguing about.
0: Yeah. And I want to, I've done a video recently about what lady balls means and I needed to give clarity to some people. The beauty about the lady balls brand is it instantly weeds out those that are not my people and you know attracts and those that are so a lot of people will see the lady balls brand and think that lady balls is uh man hating or um women are more powerful and more dominant and that's fucking the opposite of what lady balls is about and i love giving the example i was listening to a joe dispenser audio recently on a road trip And kids have all got their AirPods in, (laughs) not listening. (laughs) Mums listening to boring shit. (laughs) And he talked about, I'm all, I love listening to Abraham Hicks. I love Joe Dispenza. And I'm, I'm very much right now into getting the message across in a way that's palatable for people. And understanding how the brain works, like Joe Dispenza explains, is such a great way to do that. And someone had put a post up recently about if they, they don't like people talking about, vibration and high vibe and all that kind of shit but their definition of what that is was very different and to me raising your vibration is just being above or below the line lowering your vibration raising your vibration whether that's i'm really happy content and satisfied where i'm feeling right now or i'm blow your face off excited all of it's above or below that neutral line and he talked about how we have 127 trillion cells in our body. And vibrate, being on a higher vibration is merely all of those cells within your own body vibrating together in a beautiful harmonic way, right? Not my vibration is higher than your vibration or anything like that. And it got me thinking about lady balls and it got me thinking about people's perception of that kind of thing and victim mentality above the line, below the line. And it just got me thinking that lady balls is not about overpowering men. It's not about being better than any other female. It's not about superiority or anything like that. It's about you vibrating in harmony with all of the cells in your body, whatever that is for you. So your only competition is the old version of you. And so when it comes to... Uh, lady balls and women's empowerment and things like that, it kind of gets lost and there's like this competitive nature to it. And this goes for, like you say, like any people who consider themselves a minority group, whatever flavor you are, it's never about the competition because we've all got our own 127 trillion cells that we need to vibrate in harmony with. And so, yeah, it's never the competition. It's never the, you know, women are better than men or anything like that. And so that's just some clarity I got recently. That's science.
1: <laughs> yeah, the way I frame it, Jody, is like, you know, there's natural laws on the planet. Like we all understand gravity. And regardless of how much we want to meditate or we visualize or we have positive affirmations or whatever the fuck we want to do, if you drop something, it's going to fucking fall. Like it's, it's a natural law. It doesn't care if you're a man or woman, right? It doesn't matter your creed, your race, your nationality. Natural law, neutral, neutral, right? There's other natural laws. One of those that I found really powerful was the law of being. Law of being states that the world gives us exactly that which we are at our core. Now our core consists of our thoughts and our feelings that we're feeling and thinking predominantly, right? So I don't know if you've studied uh, Dr. Stephen Hawking's, uh, David Hawking's, Dr. David Hawking's work, The Skill of Consciousness and Power Versus Force. Have you dove into that work, Jody?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Okay. So check it out. So they use muscle testing uh, to really come up with uh, frequency for different emotions. Death, like if we're dead, we have zero frequency, we're dead, right? But if we go above, slightly above that, uh, like 20, I don't know if it was hertz, I don't remember exactly, but there's a scale from like zero to like 700 plus from death to enlightenment and they were able to muscle test using, and really, uh, uh, and they do, they tested not just like emotions, I mean, across the board, so, so many things to really dial it down into science. And so if we look at, you know, another natural law law of vibration. Law of vibration states that the frequency of a lower vibration will rise to meet that of a higher vibration, but the frequency of a higher vibration will never lower itself to meet that of a lower vibration. It's gonna, it's gonna stay. So ultimately this idea of core power, who we're at our core, it's almost ultimately kind of like the barometer of our frequency. Like science has proved that all of us are frequency from a rock to a bird to air, like fucking everything's frequency. So when we walk into a room, dependent upon what state we're in, is what Tony Robbins would say, say, our state, our frequency, our vibe, just different words for the same thing, it's gonna impact the room. So if we're walking in there with confidence and certainty, courage, right? Willingness, um, self-acceptance. I would say that's probably considered high vibe, right? Mm-hmm. High frequency. If another person walks in there feeling shameful or guilty and, and maybe they're carrying on to past traumas from the past, because I mean, dude, life is life, right? There's lots of contrast. We don't understand love without hate, up without down. Like this is the human experience of contrast. And all of us have usually wounds at some level or another, that if we're not aware of and bring healing to, it does fuck with our vibe and it does fuck with our frequency because we're carrying in that core wound into the room, therefore impacting who we're being. Hope this is making sense. So for those who have awareness, I truly believe in this game as entrepreneurs, one of the most underrated skill sets that any human being and entrepreneurs especially can have is awareness. Very, very simple, very subtle, but if we have awareness of like, oh, what am I truly thinking? Without defending, without justifying, like, what am I truly thinking? What am I truly feeling? Well, then we can go to work finding tools to shift out of that. Let's say if I'm feeling guilty, if I'm feeling shameful, I'm feeling some fear or maybe even apathy, well, then we can align with that truth and then we could start using breath work. We could start using meditation. We could start using affirmations. We could start fuck, doing burpees or some shit. Whatever we need to do to shift our state to get back into that courage, that acceptance, that reason, that love. And that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter our gender. If we can become aware of these subtle uh, shifts in who we are at our core, our thoughts, our feelings, our vibe, we genuinely have the ability to create more of that. So if I'm carrying a core frequency of shame or not feeling good enough, Or if I need, if I feel like I need to go out and prove how many high achievers feel that way, I need to go out and prove my worth. Well, then the world, in accordance with law of being, I know I'm hopping around all over the place, but this is all tying in and making sense. The world's then going to give us more opportunities to prove, more opportunities to be shameful, more opportunities to feel guilty, more opportunities to not be accepted, right? So I'm finding as I do my own work, and I'm going throughout this journey of life too, I don't have it all figured out, right? I'm bumping into things and figuring things out and sharing what's working, what's not working. It's just a mirror. Like the ancients of the past, the sages said, as within, so without. And I always heard this thing, Course in Miracles. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? As within, so without. Then it made sense to me when I understood like core power, thoughts, feelings at my core. So if I'm experiencing like, man, life is really hard. Why am I feeling like I have to prove myself to everybody? Well, then it's like the mirror, the feedback loop for me to go, oh, well, am I truly like approving of myself? Not without me justifying it. Well, yes, I am. But not without like having to defend it, just being like and be in the pocket with it. Then if if I allow myself to align with that truth, then I can figure out how do I respond to the call to love self at a deeper level? How do I respond to learn how to internally source all of the goodness, the self-acceptance, the security, the goodness, then I can go tactically do the shit and the external just fucking happens. So wrapping this up, and I'm going to turn this back over to you. I feel like we're at a time in history where we have Western religion, philosophy, go do shit. We have Eastern philosophy, which is like, just fucking be, be the observer chooser, be happy now. And as an entrepreneur, our potential, like our, our pure potential, which is endless, right? And our profits, our ability to make money, create the lifestyle we want, whatever we want to do with that, money is a tool. That is found in the intersection between the East and the West, the being and the doing, the power and the production. And I feel like so many people in this game of entrepreneurship, they look at one or the other, like, oh, it's only production. It's the tactics, it's the tools, da 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 da, da right? Or, it's the, or they'll look at the being part. Oh, I just need to meditate more. I need to get my vibe right, when it's really both. And if we, if we understand that and then we start creating from our core and start taking action from an overflow of who we are, which is the soul in control of so fucking anything's possible, life becomes really fucking amazing. So hope that all made sense.
0: 100% makes sense. And uh, well, I just did a video recently, which was the secret they left out of the secret. And it was like, where's the fucking action? Like, I get it. <laughs> you know, we're constantly growing and evolving, learning more about ourselves, healing more, peeling off the layers. Every time you heal something, you find something else that's going to be healed. Totally. Cool, you do. But if that's all you do, you're just going to be going down that... Alice in Wonderland, Rabbit Warren, exactly. which can be such a mind fuck that when are yep. you doing the action? And, yep. and when you do the action, if you haven't got the other stuff, it's like, you know, all my years of building sales funnels and people go, my sales funnels aren't working. It's like, well, what have you done? I've done this webinar and it didn't work because I'm a loser and da 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 da. And, you know, and I'm all for the woo woo. But then they go and sure, do sure. some woo woo stuff and then they just start unraveling shit that they've got to heal. while they're doing that they're not taking action it's like we've only done one fucking webinar like what if you tried this what if you tweak that what if you do this slightly different offer what if you change your opt-in what if you tweak these ads like there's a billion moving parts and things that they can do but they're not taking their action while they're down the rabbit warren and it's do both but don't let either consume you because you can go down the rabbit warren and get lost Or you can be over on the action side, banging your head against a wall and you can't see the wood for the trees because you're too busy action, action, action till your fucking eyeballs bleed and not looking at the other stuff. So it's definitely swinging between the two. And while that kind of like, what comes up for me when you say that is because we were talking about the masculine feminine energy. I feel it's the same with masculine feminine energy. So I'm a high masculine energy person, always have been, used to think it was, you know, someone when I was told that when I was younger, I thought they were insulting me and calling me a man because I didn't really understand what the masculine feminine was really about. Um, And like my partner, he's my man is um, extremely masculine. He's the first guy I've been with who can out-masculine me and it brought (laughs) out my feminine. But you see, he loves to cook, I hate to cook. All of the standard things that people associate with masculine feminine energy, which are nothing, he just holds a space that's more masculine than mine and brings out my feminine. it's this balance. So it's also the balance between the two. And in that topic of, I want to kind of just clarify what you read from our chat that we said, coming back to the topic of yeah. men and women are not created equal. And that is um, uh, this this beautiful example. I get that in some corporate jobs and some jobs out there that women and men do the same job and are not paid the same. Perfect example. And I know there's a lot of people that complain about it and a lot of uh, feminists and women's groups are like, this is not fair. And I get some scenarios are not fair. But there's a massive portion of those people who like being victim and playing a game of, it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. Instead of taking that time and energy and applying the stuff that you've just spoken about, which makes their gender and their job obsolete. If you were in a job that you absolutely loved with all your heart and it just filled your soul up and you were getting paid slightly less than somebody else, you probably wouldn't give a lot of energy to that because you would just be so happy that you're doing what you're doing. And sure, you'd want increases and that kind of thing, but you wouldn't be consumed by it. And it's kind of like, um, what was that thing Mother Teresa said about war? Because everybody's at war with something. Whereas if we take that time and energy instead and just learn about the vibration, about the self-love and all the deeper stuff that you've talked about, what a different, you know, a different outcome in a different life that would be. Um, yeah. And I just, I have never in my life ever given a shit about somebody getting paid more than me. And there may be people who are, have women in their companies who are getting paid more than they have a problem with. It's it's not often not even a man or woman problem at all. You know? It's kind of like I look, I thought of an example the other day. If I see a woman doing better than me or a man doing better than me, I don't think about their gender. Like none of that matters to me. I don't go, oh well, they're doing better than me because he's a man. Like and sure, I worked in corporate for a few years and then I've been an entrepreneur the whole time. Entrepreneurship. There is way more men out there doing what I do. Never once have I for a second compared myself to them or wished I was them. What I do see is for women, what a fucking massive opportunity we have to step up and lead. And lady balls, I struggled with the fact that lady balls, The brand came up and got legs and i lost a lot of my male clients because obviously my brand makes it seem like i don't work with men and then when i went all in on the lady balls brand i actually went you know what i am going to focus on women and part of me doesn't like that because it's not about separating the two at all but by going deeper on the lady balls brand and only being about women it allows me to get to that pocket of women who may feel that they've been hard done by or may feel that they're on the back foot because they're a woman and get them to see that it's absolutely the fucking opposite. Like there's never been a better time for women to take advantage of this opportunity, you know, really conjure up all that power and energy that they have inside them, step the fuck up and make it happen to the point where none of the other gender shit and all of that even matter, not for a second.
1: So good. I think it Jodi, it comes down to like, how deeply uh, will just stay on women here, since that's kind of the vein we're at, how deeply does a woman genuinely and truly respect herself? Like on a scale of one to 10, I'm like, we can, we can make this logical if we want, we need, you know, if you're listening to this, let's, let's rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being I absolutely have trust and respect for myself, period not needing anyone else's approval, acceptance, nothing out there. Like I have absolute trust and respect for myself, period. 10 being the highest of highs and zero being not at all. When I I had this shift, I was like probably like three or four. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm at a three or four, because a lot of myself and respect was based on accomplishments. I was fo- totally following the fucked up success equation. X plus Y plus Z equals some version of success. And when I'm successful, and then I'm worthy, which is bullshit. It's a fucked up equation that never, you never arrive. You just keep on creating a new equation, new equation, new equation. That's but why people totally burn out.
0: So worthy, you won't be successful.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. it just keeps you in a loop, right? Because it defies law of being. So you have to just take the, the success equation and throw it in the trash and then realize I'm worthy because Damn. hi how you doing yeah. nothing to prove nothing to defend and then from that place you can have absolute trust and respect for yourself right and i feel like a, a lot of men don't have that and uh women don't either and i think i told you a story in chat my grandmother she was in advertising uh she was like a really big advertising uh, like creative director for like bill helicopter and shit, you know and this was like in the 70s like, i don't know if you guys ever watched that show mad men but it's definitely like a men's culture where they would want to go sleep with all of the women in the secretary. Like this was the culture, right? I'm not saying all men did that then in the seventies, but you know, just did like a big, broad brush. Uh, it was a masculine culture and the, in the game of advertising. And here she was this very redhead ball of fire, feisty woman. And I asked her once, I said, and her, I called her boom. So I was like, yo, boom, I have a question for you. I was like, did you, everybody like sexually harass you in, the, in that environment? And she goes, Oh no, honey, somebody try. They'd walk up in the hallway and grab my butt. And I'd turn around, and grab them by the balls, and look them in the eye and say, If you do that again, or I'll rip this fucking thing off. And uh, that was right in the middle of everybody, right? I, I, she, I, she passed away this year, and I actually did her funeral. And I told this story in the church, uh, just like this, actually. And everybody loved it. You know? It was just who she was. And so she was, and this is going to open up another can of worms. So fuck it, we'll go there. She was, she was really upset about the Me Too movement, Me Too. Because she, her stand, and again, no right or wrong, not throwing shade at anybody. This is, if you're open, be open, right? If you're not going to be open, that's cool too. Maybe you just want to hop onto another podcast. But if you're open, there's some goodness here. She was like, why wouldn't in the moment, and she didn't use these words, but this is essentially the concept. Why wouldn't a woman respect herself enough and say, fuck no, fuck no. And somebody's like, well, I'm too weak. Cool, then be cool like Jody and fucking go do some kickboxing lessons. Like I have a daughter, she's ten months old. My wife and I already talked about this. Like she will do fight training, period, whether she likes it or not. And if she wants to go on dates, then she's gonna have to like level the fuck up for belts to be like get the curfew a little later. You know what I mean? Like make her work for it. Because I never want her to be in a position where she feels out of control. I don't. I don't care what situation it is. If it's a car, if it's a street, whatever the fuck it is. Like I want her to feel like I'm in control and I can handle the situation and I can get the fuck out, not of like scared or. Needing to beat somebody up or hurt somebody. That's not not what martial arts is about, but having the the awareness, right? (laughs) To be able to to handle that, right? So I think it comes back, Jody, just to self-respect. My my boom all, she had massive self-respect. She didn't give a fuck what people thought about her. She knew her value, like coming in, she negotiated her salary with the company. She knew her value. She asked what she wanted. She was a single parent because her husband died when I was like one or something of that nature. She had uh, a boy and two twin daughters. And here she is. uh, She could have been like, oh, no, I can't do that because then I'll lose my... She's like, fuck that. I'll figure that shit out. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what what most entrepreneurs' mindset is, is fuck it. I'll figure it out because I'm I'm not going to sell my soul for some bullshit. And anybody who wants to sit here and say... Well, that, was, that works for her, it's just bullshit. It's just, again, justifying and you're validating your own bullshit story. And this is where it gets controversial because people don't want to sit in the pocket of the relative truth. I'm not saying it's absolute truth, I'm saying it's relative truth, right? Most people don't wanna sit in the pocket of that and then take responsibility to be like, you know what? Yeah, I could have grabbed the guy by the, by the balls and said, don't do that. I could have done this or that. I could have gone done fight training. And, you know, and if it did happen to somebody, they could just be like, yeah, it happened. Let me learn the lesson, let me move the fuck on. And it's never gonna happen again, you know what I mean? So that's what I got. So, I've
0: never gone deep on this stuff publicly. I'm definitely at my Lady Bulls retreats, but it's so relevant to what you just said. And you know, the whole Me Too movement, man, like talk about could get into controversy there. And I haven't really spoken out much about it because it rubbed me the wrong way and i get there's been some horrible situations but i'm sitting back as someone there were four situations when i was a teenager where they were extreme and my entire life i justified it and um you know made it seem like it was my fault i put myself in that position i didn't speak out at the time um you know, one of them threatened that if I didn't do what he said when I was locked in that room, that he would make everybody think that I did this other stuff as if his word had all that power. And it probably did in the environment and the culture that he was a part of.
1: Totally. Sure.
0: And as a young teenager, I, I had those experiences happen and I didn't speak out about them because I blamed myself because I didn't have that self-worth, self-esteem, Strength, um, think I could physically do anything to protect myself. That was not the vibration that I was in as a teenager. I was like drinking till I passed out. I was going to parties, ex- you know, seeking external validation to the extreme, uh, thinking I'm not loved, trying to find love in other ways. Uh, you know, I went through a phase of where I was, you know, promiscuous because I thought that's where love was, and you know. When the Me Too movement came out, I thought about that and I'm like, I get it. I didn't speak up. But instead of, um, you know, what I choose to do with that energy is, well, why didn't I speak up? As a result of my teenage years, as I got older, I started doing youth work because I didn't want, and this is in my early 20s, like I didn't want girls or anyone to have the low self-esteem that I had as a teenager where all of that stuff happened to me. Now, nowadays, there's no way I have any of that stuff happen in my life. You know, I just do not give off the vibe. I just do not have that stuff happen to me anymore. It's just not a thing, and it hasn't been for a long time. But I spent a lot of my 20s taking the stuff that happened to me when I was young and stuff that happened to me, those experiences when I was in my teens, and I use them as an excuse to hold onto them, form beliefs that I would use to fuck up some areas of my life instead of choosing those times, which I did obviously later on eventually, choosing those times for, you know, to use it for something empowering. Um, I could go so deep on all of this stuff, but it would take all day. But I felt like there's women now, and maybe this is partly what Lady Balls is all about, um, this is so controversial. I, def- <laughs> I still have times where I will go into victim mode, but as you talked about at the beginning of this podcast, that awareness, when you can catch yourself that you're slipping back into those old modes, you can actually take that energy and switch it to be something that's empowering. And there's a lot of like, um, uh, Dave Chappelle made that comment on his latest <laughs> special about 50% of that room has probably been molested. The statistics are ridiculous. They're through the roof. The amount of people who have been raped is ridiculous, and it's through the roof. And it sucks, and we form these beliefs, and we carry that shit with us. But what is more empowering is uh, this moment is, is oh, this is stuff, I can't believe I've never talked about this publicly, so it's cool that it's coming out. It's all part of embracing going all in on my Lady balls brand. Um, there was a situation a couple of years ago where I was hosting a friend's show and it was, she's a sex and intimacy coach. So it was um, a show. It was sort of a comedy show, but it was around sex. I realized two days leading up to that, that it was triggering all of my old shit. And I got on two hours, but like the days leading up, all of my traumatic stuff that happened when I was younger came up and I melted. I got on the stage. I didn't play my best game. And just before I went on stage, I was wearing a short skirt. And two old men called out to me and told me to turn around. And I looked to see what was going on. And they were like, What's wrong with you? Come back here, love. And they were just saying things like that. They were just two drunk old men, as if I couldn't fucking take them if I had to. Sure. If they sure. touched me, as if I couldn't fucking take them, right? Not in my head. My head froze i went back to that teenage girl where all of that stuff happened so here i am having done years and years of personal development and those two men triggered in me that i was in danger i wasn't safe and i i i didn't go into my usual fight mode i freaked out and it really got me and i went that whole night and i got home and i lost it like crying screaming my whole body felt like i was it was like you know it was like rape mode then and there and my man was with me and he couldn't understand it. And he put his hand on my leg while I was just losing it. And he said, but I don't understand. That stuff happened 20 years ago. You're safe now. You're here in a room with me. And it completely snapped you back into the moment. And I realized that those men didn't touch me. They were nowhere near me. I could have fucking taken them any day of the week. But the things that would still trauma in me that I hadn't quite healed that was 20 fucking years ago and here I am 20 years fast forward still letting that affect my life instead of getting on the stage and really supporting that friend in the most empowering way so she could teach what she teaches to the world which is needed like I, I lost an opportunity to help people because I flipped back into trauma mode of those things that happened to me And I've done so much work on that, and I never get triggered by that stuff now. But it's just an example of, you know, that shit happened, and I used to be that person that, you know, felt like the victim. And there's still moments I flip back into it, but there's more moments where now with that awareness, like you spoke of at the beginning, where I can, if I slipped into that for just a split second, I can snap myself out of it really quickly and bring myself back into the now and go, how are you? Are you are you safe? I'm fucking safe, no one's touching me. It's been a long time. I remember the last time somebody touched me was when I was 29 years old and I was on a dance floor and he grabbed me and I punched him in the face and the bouncers saw it and he was bleeding and he tried to say that I had attacked him everybody saw it and backed me up and he got dragged out. And it was a moment for me where I went, you know what? Majority of the time, unless I'm in a dark alley and someone's got a weapon and I don't fuck that. That's not going to happen. And that's, it's, it's not a, a situation now, but all because of the journey of the trauma that I went through and turning that into an empowering experience. So
1: good. Yeah. This
0: stuff is firing me up. <laughs> so <feels> good. Good.
1: <laughs> There's, um, there's a concept that Neil Donald Walsh wrote about. Uh, it was a little children's book. I would highly recommend it. It's called Little Soul in the Sun. Uh, have you ever read it, Jody? No. Okay, it's a little children's book. It's about a 15 minute read. Uh, it's fantastic. So essentially the premise of the book is every soul comes to earth to have a human experience, right? And so the little soul was like, you know, God's asking uh, this little soul, what do you want to experience? What do you want to experience? And he's like, I can be anything. He's like, Oh yes, you could, you can experience whatever you'd like to experience. He goes, oh, I want to think of something special forgiveness. He goes, I want to experience forgiveness. And God's like, well, that's a really, really special one little soul. And he goes, well, there's only one problem. God's talking to the soul. There's like only one problem, little, little, little soul. He goes, what's that? He goes, well, you don't have anyone to forgive. He's like, if you want to experience forgiveness, essentially, like somebody's going to have to step up. Another soul is going to have to, step up to choose to do something to be worth forgiving, right? So this one little soul steps up and says, hey, I'll I'll, I'll play that role. But please, 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 please remember in the moment that I smite you that I'm choosing to play the role so you can experience forgiveness. Because if you don't remember, then I may not remember who I am. And then you may not remember who you are. And another soul is going to have to come along to help us both remember who we are. So remember that God sent you nothing but angels. That's essentially the gist of the book. Right. So when I look at areas of trauma, right. And and I think pretty much every human has some form of trauma. Some are more extreme than others. Right. So I'm not here to, to downplay trauma. I'm not here to downplay me too or, or anything of that nature. People are probably listening to this little moment. And they're not gonna make it to the end and they're gonna fucking like crucify me, but it is what it is. That's not, that's not what I'm, I'm trying to downplay. But I think there's wisdom in all of this. And if we can remember that like at the end of the day, we're all souls. And our, our job is just to help remember who the fuck we are, which is a soul here to have a unique purpose that's coming through us, coming through this human body as me, as Jody, as whoever is listening to this, right? It, it's, it's God having unique experience, a human experience through you. And if we can remember that, then there is work to be done, like Jody talked about, and finding the healing from the trauma rather than hiding from it or justifying it. Like this is, there's four levels of life. There's life as me or God as me. A child comes into the world, like it's just pure fucking consciousness. And then it develops its brain It's ego and it moves them to phase two of life, which is life happens to me, right? You see a toddler, they run, they fall, they're like, oh, and then the parents like, oh, it's the rock's fault and they anchor in victim consciousness. Life happens to me. Most humans never make it out of phase two of life. Most don't. It's not the rock anymore. It's the job, it's the boss, it's the government, it's the church, it's the whatever. But if we can graduate and take radical responsibility for our thoughts and feelings, just like Julie talked about, Then we can move into phase three where life starts getting really, really darn good, which is life happens by me, motherfucker. Like this happened. Well, I need to do some healing. And we go on that journey and we find healing. And then we can also make the leap into stage four of life, phase four of life, which is life happens through me. And I'm kind of in a phase where I believe I'm kind of dancing. I I probably spend probably 90 or 80% of my time in phase three. And every now and then, you know, I, I dip my toe, uh, usually at my events and life happening through me. And it feels, feels amazing, right? So my job is wanting to get more and more into to phase, phase four of life, you know, and we're all on this journey, right? But if we can remember, like, where am I at in this journey, then we can give ourselves some grace and understand that, you know, we talked about, Jody, uh, you know, you were still triggered at, at events. Uh, I find that um, it's usually we we're triggered throughout life. So we, again, we, if we don't have that, we can't have the contrast. And it's almost like the spiral of life where we're, we're going through life, trauma happens. If we don't learn the lesson, then we just kind of go back and we're kind of experiencing life at a certain level, right? Some call this an upper limit. Some call this the threshold of how good can you stand it, right, and as we're going. And then we go through life again. It's usually the same lesson from a different perspective happens again. And it's like the universe is like, you're gonna learn your lesson this time, little soul. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking remember I brought you another soul. And if you remember and you shift out of it, well then you shift into a better, not that there's better stages of life, but it's, it is better life, right? More money, more impact, more lifestyle, like more freedom, right? At the end of the day, we all wanna experience freedom. And then we're experiencing life here and then we're going along and then it's usually the same lesson from a different perspective. And if we can remember, then we shift out of that into new levels of income in income, new levels of impact, new levels of freedom. And then the game really becomes like, okay, how fast can I become aware of there's a lesson for me to fucking learn and then shift out of that shit and fucking move the fuck on. And the faster we can do that, the faster we can collapse that time between the trigger and the shift. Well, the more that we're able to experience better and better and better and better and better and better. And life really does become like constant evolution, constant expansion of how good can we stand it. But it it does take us, again, having awareness, right? Of the thoughts, the feelings. And then also being willing to resurrect those wounds and bring healing to that trauma. And then it's just about integrating it. One of the most powerful frameworks I've found for integrating is actually drama triangles developed by a a, a psychologist back in 69, I believe 1969. So you have heroes, villains, and victims, right? The hero is all about me about like, let me come save you. They find their identity in saving other people. The victim is all about poor me, like poor me, poor me, right? Poor me stories. And then the, the villain is all about the fuck you stories. Fuck you motherfucker. It's not going to happen again. It's, 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 Anytime we find ourselves in any of those three archetypes, we're in drama. And if I'm a hero, I'm always gonna attract victims and villains. And if I'm being a victim, then I'm always gonna attract the, the hero and the villains into my life. And if I'm the, the villain, then of course I'm gonna attract the heroes and victims. And I don't believe that we ever get out of drama. Like, again, this is contrast, right? And if we can be in drama with other people, but we can also be in drama with a part of ourself. And I think this is where entrepreneurs miss the game a lot. And a lot of my clients have a massive breakthroughs around this is seeing that they're in drama. So you described like this happened, there was a part of you, right? It wasn't the totality of you. There was a part of you that was still wounded and triggered and was like probably more in villain mode, fuck them. And then there was part of like victim, and you kind of ran back and forth between victim, and then, ah fuck them, and oh, victim, and then then your man came in, and he didn't even try to fucking hear you. That's what I love about your dude. I don't even know him, but it's fucking brilliant, because he didn't hear you. He held space for you, and he cared for you, and he respected you, and as a result, he pulled you out, and so it's really about, again, becoming aware and admitting the truth of, like, man, I'm being a little bitch right now, or I'm being a villain right now and then learning to shift out of that. So if we find ourselves in hero, the way out of it is to adopt the archetype of being the caring respecter. If we find ourselves being in the victim energy, the poor me, well, the way out back to love, and by the way, love is unconditional. We're not talking about love with conditions. That's a fucking agreement. Love is unconditional. So the way back to love, loving self, right, is becoming the vulnerable problem solver. Vulnerable problem solver is like, man, there's a part of me that's really hurting right now. It's bringing up a lot of trauma for me. I'm really scared. That's, that's there's no blame, there's no shame. That's what you're feeling That's the truth of that moment for you. Now the problem solver will be putting, you know, your, your lady balls on to use your brand, right? Mm-hmm. And figuring out like, what's the fucking solution to this? Like, what am I learning from this? Well, they didn't touch me. They didn't do this, I'm good, right? and shifting out of it and now you're you brought love to self you saw the self right you saw self you actually responded to the call to love self which is the whole point of the game if we're in the fuck you energy the villain energy then it's learning to become the empathetic aggressor and i know there's a paradox between both of those but this is life there is the paradox Paradox is on one level, we're like the center of our worlds. And on another level, we're a fucking speck of dust floating on another speck of dust or an infinite universe. Mm-hmm. Which are true? They're both fucking true. Welcome to the paradox, right? So if we're in the fuck you energy, again, with self, we can have some empathy for that part of ourselves. And I'm sorry you feel that way. If I was, you know, went through this trauma, I'd, I'd felt that way too. I see you. And you're, you're being with that little girl that you blocked away. But the aggressor isn't the fuck you. It's just like, look. That's not going to happen again. It's
0: interesting. Um, The other thing that I've learned throughout this is, um, and this kind of brings some human realness to our healing process. Um, A lot of the work that I did do to move past that trauma was uh, working with my little girl in a a child, hugely, um, and just a rebirthing like literally I did a (laughs) rebirthing and what I've been learning is how much our rational brain can move past the trauma, but we hold it in our bodies with disease, with tension, with keeping our body in stress mode. And when, you know, different things that happen with our health as a result of that trauma, we still carry in our bodies. And if we look at the, You know the rational brain, the feelings brain, and the survival brain, and we think of with the survival brain with our bodies. I remember like um, (coughs) chiropractors, lots of different people in my life saying, "Your body is, even when you're sleeping, in the mode of you being attacked by a saber tooth tiger. It's in survival protection mode constantly." And it wasn't until I started to learn how like, logically, I've healed that trauma. I've gone through forgiveness. I've had gratitude for the people who played that part in my life for me to get that learning, but I still held the stress in my body. And it wasn't until I got that learning that I started to release it. And I was always a, I can't meditate. I'm too busy. I'm too fired up all the time. Um, but training yourself to get us to a state through whether it's meditation or like, for my man, it's surfing, that's his meditating. Like the whole world doesn't exist, no problem, no trauma, no drama when he's surfing. That's it. So whatever that is for you, meditation, surfing, horse riding, fuck whatever it is, finding that thing that can bring you to that natural state because when you get a taste of that natural state, the addiction to the struggle and the trauma that you've probably held your whole life because I know I did, you start to see the other side of the fence and you think, wow, this feels so much better. And I look at I look at clients and people who, whether it's, you know, more often than not with the people around me, it's the struggle in their business. I'm not making the money that I want. Why are the sales not coming in? I'm taking the action. I'm doing the work. Why is it not happening? Why is it not happening? When they're in that, they're in that mode of, you know, either three of the things that you talked about, but they're in their drama and they're addicted to that. And until they can see the other side of the fence or feel a taste of the other side of the fence, they will remain in that trauma and the blocks will remain and they will not get to that point of where they want to get to. And that comes down to money shit. But I guarantee that the the struggle, the stress that they cause on their body, the hormones that are released in their body with the stress and the addiction that they have to it, Comes from something in their past, some trauma, some belief that they have maybe pushed to the side, swept under a carpet, not properly healed, but they've brought that trauma into every area of their life currently.
1: Totally, yeah. Mine, mine was like a a trauma that happened when I was eight, and I didn't even know it was like a trauma. It was like something to me. It was so stupid that it I didn't even consider it trauma. I was swimming with my dad, and we, you know, I grew up like in East Texas, redneck, right? John Wayne culture. You know, men don't cry. You gotta be fucking tough. So we'd be swimming in the lake. And he would grab my leg and pull me underwater and hold me underwater. I'd be kicking and screaming, thinking I'm going to die. And then he would let me up and I'd be like, stop. And he'd pull me underwater. And until I like, just like stopped and surrendered, then he would stop. And his, his mind, (laughs) as fucked up as it was, like it was, he just like, he's making me tough and helping me not panic and be a good, a good man.
0: Learn how to not drown. (laughs)
1: Learn how to not drown. Right. So And there was no malice in him at all, actually. Like it actually was coming from a very pure space from him. But as a child, I thought I was gonna fucking die. You know what I mean? But that one trauma, and it sounds, it sounds for me, it's even, there's a part of me that's like, not now actually, but there was, there was a part of me that was, you know, you, it would feel guilty for even sharing it because there's been people who went through way worse shit than that, like way worse. I'm like, why the fuck is that bothering me? But the reality for me is it, it was. So it showed up anytime I had conflict with my wife, what would I do? Shut the fuck down in Stonewall, motherfucker, because that's what makes conflict go away. If there was conflicts with clients, what did I do? Shut the fuck down, motherfucker, because that's what makes conflicts go away. That was the pattern that was like constantly interwoven in every single aspect of my life—business, marriage, fucking family, everything—and then I, and I once I saw it, I was like, "Oh!" Then I had to go on on a journey of like unwiring that and learning to become very, very comfortable in any conflicts. Now, like conflicts, on like, bring the fuck on, it's great. But um, yeah, so it, it is really interesting when people become aware of the traumas and then can see the cascading of uh, consequences of how they're showing up in every area. Because I guarantee you, they fucking are. And once you heal them man it opens up a whole new level of goodness for somebody
0: my energy healer one of my closest friends started out as my energy healer she always said to me when there's stuff going on the goddess sits still and radiates peace and when you do that there's so much more clarity and um even last uh the week before last i did uh, um a friend's course equine therapy and we're dealing with these horses that you know people couldn't break them in. They give them to herds. Horses too hard, and we got to work with those horses and learn the lessons. So I put a video about my five big takeaways yesterday. But one of the things that they talked about when you're communicating with the horses, because horses see through your bullshit. Like, it doesn't matter what walls you have up or what trauma you've suffered or what beliefs you have got going on. They read your energy in your body, and that's that. Like, I got to lead a horse with nothing but my energy. Never touched it. I got to go into the herd of, you know crazy wild horses if you want to call it that and i got to draw one out with my energy and it followed me like glue because i held that space i conjured up that energy that power energy and i was able to literally lead and um what was interesting with the horses is one of the things was pressure release if you want a horse to do something you can't go pressure 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 do this do this do this do this this. aggro aggression that's not power And I see that with people all the time. They will use aggression as if it's a dominant power. It's not. Like your energy is always going to be the dominant power. And they don't understand that. So with the horses, it was like pressure, release. So you've got to get to that state of peace and you've got to sit back for them to even follow your lead. Because otherwise you're just the nagging, bullshit, pressure, pressure, pressure. So in everything that you do, whatever it is, whether you're taking massive action, you still got to step back. And go to that place of peace like you said that you learned through that that
1: exercise exactly yeah yeah i I call it learning how to internally source whatever it is you want to experience rather than trying to constantly externally produce there's a difference between force and power really right and and the force will the force will the force like star wars the the force will get us to a certain level of goodness but after that we will fucking burn out and uh, totally collapse everything usually
0: yeah yeah, it's one thing that I, it gets me frustrated. There's, uh, there's two particular people in my life who just are not strong energetically as leaders, but they will do silly things to um, kind of like stamp their dominance. And I see it and I just go, well, that was just violence. That's, <laughs> you don't get it. Like that just yeah. makes me laugh because I think, no, dude, really? That's And I, I always joke about the fake dominance. That was just fake dominance. It wasn't yep. power at all. So um, yeah, I love that. Oh, this is exciting stuff. And I love this conversation. As we, you and I said at the start, we're both at a point where, you know, you've always done personal development and business. And now we're both going into the arena of leading with the personal growth side in our businesses, as opposed to leading with the business side. Um, sure. which is a pivot that's both exciting and you've got to wiggle into it at the same time. So this conversation, uh, it's really cool. It's, it's giving, it's making me go, God, yes, we're on the right path here. It's so awesome. true. And this shit just awesome. fires me up and gets me so excited. So,
1: so I'm good. Up. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, man, for everybody watching, hope this serves you. Hope you've remained open to it because I'm um, talking about some deep shit today.
0: Yeah, this has been big. <laughs> Before we finish up, do you want to just... Um, I know you've got an event coming up in Sydney, but some people are going to be listening to this way later. So, where's sure. the best place for people to go and connect with you, learn from you, where they can hear about your events and what you've got going on?
1: Yeah, just go to my website. It's uh, very simple: ajamyx.amyx.com. Just go there, or you can contact me on Facebook: facebook.com/ajamyxamyx. Real simple. Uh, shoot me a direct message, whatever, man. I like keeping things very, very simple.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Now I'm all fired up. I've got my lady balls call shortly, so I'll be able to uh, use some of what we've talked about. Brilliant.
1: Fire Brilliant. up
0: ladies today. So that's super exciting. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for coming.
1: You're welcome.